Entrepreneur on Fire 459. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 260,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Interested in starting your own mobile app creation company? Business apps can help you with the whole nine yards. Orientations, webinars, sales, marketing materials, design, and product support. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S-Apps.com to learn more. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Danny Eni. Danny, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared. Let's ignite. Let's do it. Yes. Danny, a.k.a. the Freddy Krueger of blogging, is the proud founder of Firepole Marketing. He's also the author of the Amazon bestselling book, Engagement from Scratch, The Naked Marketing Manifesto, and the Audience Business Masterclass. Love your names. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Danny, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure. Well, I, I've been an entrepreneur for longer than my adult life. I like to say I quit school <laughs> when I was 15 to start my first business. Um, my career kind of followed two tracks. One was doing a whole bunch of startups. Um, most recently in 2007, 2008, I was running a company called Maestro Reading. We built software. It teaches kids how to read, which is something that I was and I continue to be very passionate about. But the markets crashed in 2008 and the bottom kind of fell out of under that. Poof. And uh, the other track is that I started writing. I was kind of copy, kind of copywriting, and I say kind of because I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Um, in I guess I started in 2006, and I kind of learned as I went, and that evolved into kind of marketing and strategy. And those two things bridged into what I'm doing today at Firepole Marketing, which started out as kind of just a general online marketing blog, but has really evolved to find a voice and a position around. Um, audience around engagement, around ethical business, the idea that business can be better. And uh, I'm really excited and proud to um, be a part of a community that's kind of showing the world how that can happen. I'm sure as soon as Fire Nation hears you say a boot, that they'll be able to figure out where you're from. But why don't you take a minute, <laughs> share with us where you're from, maybe a couple personal details, and then we'll dive in. Sure. I live in uh, Montreal. In Canada, I um, spent about eight years of my life in Israel um, as a teenager. My my mother is originally Israeli, and uh, I lived there for for a chunk of my life. Um, came back to Montreal when I was uh, twenty one. Uh, love it here, despite the unbelievably cold winters. Um, met my wonderful wife um, about three and a half years ago, and uh, married her a little more than two years ago, and. Uh, yeah, we, we still run Firepole Marketing out of uh, out of our living room. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Well, being from the state of Maine, Danny, we're not on a totally different longitude than you. So I feel you for the winters. I've experienced many of them. That's why I've relocated to San Diego, but that's definitely another story. And Danny, Entrepreneur on Fire is all about your journey as an entrepreneur. And we're really going to spotlight that. But before we do dive into it, we start things off with a success quote. So take it away. So the quote I chose is by a woman named Marianne Radmacher, and the quote says that courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is a quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I'll try again tomorrow. Break that down for us, Danny, because that's a really powerful quote with a lot of possible meanings, and I want to know what Danny Eaney takes from that and how you've applied it to your life. Well, as an entrepreneur, you're dealing in a space of uncertainty, you're dealing in a space where you're trying to do things that haven't been done before. There isn't a guidebook or a rule book um, or a playbook that you can follow on how to do it. And so you're going to get things wrong. You're going to screw things up. It's going to happen. And there are going to be a lot of days where, I mean, you know, hopefully there'll be some days and many days where at the end of the day you want to celebrate the great things that happened. But there are going to be just as many and probably more, especially when you're starting out, that at the end of the day, you feel tired and frustrated and exhausted, and you feel like you've accomplished nothing. You feel like maybe you've taken a step backwards. And that's not a sign of defeat. It's not a sign of failure. It is just the reality of trying to do something. And that's where courage comes into play. That's where the courage of a real entrepreneur comes into play, which is to say, you know what, I'll try again tomorrow. And it's trying again tomorrow, day after day after day after day, that gets you to the days where you have the successes that you really want to have. Wow. I love that, Danny. And one thing I want to share with Fire Nation before we continue is that I kind of have to say this with most of my guests, but with you, I really mean it. I really admire and love your content that you produce over at Firepole Marketing. What I love about your story is it's similar to mine in the way that a lot of people say, wow, who is this Danny Eney guy? He came out of nowhere, then all of a sudden you see him everywhere. And a lot of people say the same thing about Entrepreneur on Fire. And it may seem like people like yourself and Entrepreneur on Fire and, and other great successes we've seen that have kind of burst onto the scene have come from nowhere. But you, myself, we know differently. We know the amount of hard work and incredible effort that goes behind that. So that's what I want to focus on during your journey is really share the inside scoop and behind the curtains of Danny Eaney and your journey. And let's start with a failure. Let's start with an obstacle or a challenge that you faced at some point and really take us down to the ground level, Danny. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. Sure. So I'm going to, I'll tell the story. Um, I don't believe in failure. So I don't call it failure. I'll, I have a different word for it and I'll, I'll tell you what that is in a moment. The story is... Um, this is 2007, 2008. I built this company called Maestro Reading. We were building software. It teaches kids how to read. Like I said, I was hugely passionate about it. I was a young guy. Yeah, I was born in 83. So in 2007, I was like 23, 24 years old um, or 24, 25 years old, whatever. I was young. <laughs> um, I had never taken a business class in my life. I had you know, done little entrepreneurial things, but this was my first like really big thing. And you know, I, I started small and you know, people think that when you're 
building a business, you just have this great idea and you're like a thousand percent in it from day one. That's not how it is. You know, it's, it's almost like dating. There's this idea that you're kind of interested in, you, you flirt with it and get to know it a little better. And as you get to know it better, you become more invested and more attached. So it just kind of ballooned. It grew into something. And we had some pretty cool successes. We raised like a quarter of a million dollars in startup capital. We built a really cool prototype, amazing feedback from the experts, from the kids, and everything looked great. But I was a young and experienced CEO in an industry that is possibly the most complicated and convoluted industry in the world. <laughs> and it's, it's a really complicated space, the education space. And I found that um, when we finally got to the point of going to market, you know, even though the experts loved it, the kids loved it, the parents and the teachers, they didn't get it. And very legitimately, teachers are super busy. They're super overworked. And I found that I was bumping into this catch-22. They said, well, if this is revolutionary and I have to change the way I teach, I don't have time. But if it's not revolutionary, I'm not interested. And I was like, well, what? And what am I supposed to do with that? And parents, there was a whole different catch-22 where they were thinking that, I mean, very legitimately, there's a ton of stuff out there. Most of it doesn't work as measured in terms of, you know, the scientifically measurable impact of learning software. You know, hardly any of it does anything. And so they kind of take an attitude. I'll get it for my kid after I've seen my kid get excited, which is great. And kids were getting excited, except chicken and egg problem. How's the kid going to find it without the, the teacher, without the parent or teacher showing it to them? So we were bleeding money. It all kind of fell apart. So took a step back, regrouped, reformulated the business plan and came up with a new direction. And, you know, it was actually, it was, it was looking great, very exciting. We were voted at like trade conferences and stuff, one of the most innovative companies in the industry, um, rewrote the business plan. We're all set to raise money to do the stuff we need to do. And the markets crashed and there was no money to be had. It just all fell apart. And, you know, I spun my wheels. I did everything I could, but there was a limit on what I could do. And eventually I had to let all of my employees go. I had to tell all of my, all of my investors, um, many of whom were friends and family, that their money was gone. Um, and I wasn't comfortable doing that. So wherever I could, I took a lot of those losses on myself. I got, I walked out of this with over a quarter of a million dollars in personal debt. Um, and I neglected my coaching and consulting practice. I had no customers in the pipeline. It was a really, really tough time. Wow. It's very easy to look at that and call it failure, but I, I don't believe in failure. Um, when I was in the military, they used to say, um, there's no such thing as retreat. There is, it's called, it's a strategic relocation. And I used to think that's just, you know, the military bravado, right? But like, there's something really insightful to that. It's that, you know, the step back that I have to take right now because of the circumstances, it's, I'm not giving up. I'm not surrendering. I am moving in the direction that will allow me to do more tomorrow. And it took time. I mean, after an implosion like that, it's, it's kind of like getting out of a, you know, like a really brutal breakup from a relationship you were in for a long time and were really invested in. You know, you're hurt, you're beaten up, you're not ready to get out there and meet someone new. You need some time to like recover and recoup and lick your wounds. But, you know, you give yourself the time and slowly you come out of the shell and you're ready to take something new on and, and you know, you're that much better equipped and prepared to do the new thing. So Danny, that was a great story with a lot of life lessons that we can pull out of it, but boil it down for Fire Nation into one clear takeaway that you would like us to walk away from that experience. 
a setback, no matter how devastating it might seem or feel, is not the end. There's always more you can do. There's always a next step you can take. And I read somewhere, I don't know where this was, but a lot of the pain that we experience is about our inability to let go of the difference between where we are and where we thought we'd be. And you want to let go of that and just say, here's where I am right now. What am I going to do next? And there's always going to be a next. So Danny, speaking of next, there was obviously multiple next for you. So let's move to the other end of the spectrum. And you just told us an amazing story. I felt like I was there with you when the money went away and you took on all of that debt because you didn't want to have to go to your friends and family and investors and say, look, it's all gone. Tell us another story, but this time a good story when you had an aha moment or a light bulb that went off and you said, wow, this again is my authentic self. This is Danny Eaney. What was that story, Danny? Take us to that day and what steps did you take afterwards to turn it into a success? So this is an interesting question because something I've found is that those aha moments they're they're not light bulbs they're they're crystallizations it's like something that has been bubbling to the surface and coming together over a long time until suddenly you just you got it you know it but it's very hard to point to like that was the insight it's like it it comes over time um and i think the core if there's one insight that drives all that one aha it's and i'll I'll compare myself as a kid or as a teenager to where i am now um I was a smart kid. You know, I did well in school. Um, all that stuff came pretty easy. And as a kid, as a teenager, I used to think that's why I would succeed. And the further along I've come in business, the more I've done, the more I've accomplished, the more I've experienced the success that I've experienced, which on the grand scheme of things is not that big a deal. But, you know, I'm, I'm definitely doing a lot better than I was years ago. Um, I found that it's much less to do with my, you know, the fact that I'm a smart guy or I have a particular insight and much more to do with work ethic, much more to do with just being curious and interested in what's going on and noticing things that are happening around me. And when something is working, doing more of it. I think, I mean, this is a good insight. If I had to share one insight for people, it's that everyone's looking for the next big thing, the next cool thing they're going to do. They'd be much better off looking at what was the last thing they did that worked and doing that again. And all of the successes I've had with, with Firepool Marketing over the last few years have been from trying something and trying lots of things, but noticing that something worked and doing it again. That's where the Freddy Krueger thing came from. Well, Danny, tell us that story then. Tell us a time when you actually did that and you busted your hump. You doubled down on that success and it exploded. Sure. So Firepole Marketing, um, the blog kind of got up off the ground in, in 2010, but not really. Like, you know, I worked at it, but wasn't getting any results. January 2011, you know, nothing. No traffic, no subscribers, zero. And I had stumbled onto this opportunity to write a guest post for Copyblogger. And it really happened, you know, I won't say by accident, but almost. I had signed up for a training program with John Morrow, a friend and mentor of mine, um, about guest blogging. And um, I received the content, and I did what most people do when they sign up for a training, which is I kind of watched the lessons and then did nothing. (laughs) One day I was on, this is late 2010, I was uh, on a consulting mandate in my consulting practice, which I had rebuilt, um, in Myrtle Beach with a client. And I, received, and I was putting together a curriculum of business books that they could use to train their staff. 
And I received an email, um, the latest lesson from John. He mentions in that lesson how, you know, the easiest way to break into a big blog for the first time is with a list post. A blog post has a long list of tools or resources because they're high value. They tend to do very well. There are a lot of work to put together. It's a good thing to offer to the blog. And I just replied. I said, hey, John, listen, I just put together this list of 30-something books. Do you think this would be good for CopyBlogger? He said, look, I can't make any promises, but write up a draft. Let's see what we can do. So I wrote up a draft, worked really, really hard on it, sent it to him. He gave me some feedback. I rewrote, spent a ton of time on this. Finally, it went in. It got published. And, you know, I got some great traction, hundreds and hundreds of people back to my site, you know, hundreds of people commenting on the post. It's like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some life. I'm seeing some noise. And so I thought, hey, this whole thing was a cool story. So I wrote up um, another guest post about that, and I offered it to ProBlogger, you know, how I got on CopyBlogger <laughs> and a leveraging the success. And they ran it, and I got another spike, and I was like, hey, this is working. And so I totally doubled down on this. This is working. I'm going to do as much of it as I possibly can. So I made a list of all the big blogs I could think of, and I reached out to all of them saying, I want to write for you, and here's a post I think I could write for you that your audience would like. Um, what do you think? And, and I reached out to all of them because I wanted a lot of exposure. I wanted to like, get things rolling, but also I figured it would be like a numbers game, right? Most of them would either ignore me or say no. But I wrote a good pitch and I put a lot into it. I did my research and they all said yes. And I was like, amazing. And then I was like, holy crap, I have to write like 10 blog posts in three days. <laughs> but I buckled down. I did it. Again, you know, hustle and work ethic more than anything else. And they all started to go live. And I saw that like there was this cumulative effect. And so I started doing more of it and more of it and just blog posting massively all over the internet in waves. And over the course of that year, 2011, I wrote, I think, 80-something blogs, blog posts for major blogs. And people started to notice. And this one guy in particular started leaving comments on my post saying, wow, Danny, it's like you're Freddy Krueger. Wherever I turn, you're there. Ooh, I was wondering where that came from. Yeah, and that's it. And it just stuck. I became the Freddy Krueger of blogging. It's so ironic. I've never even seen a Freddy Krueger movie. But like, <laughs> it's creepy. stuck. And that led to our first big commercial success because everyone was asking, you know, how do you write so much? And so in 2012, beginning of the year, I launched Write Like Freddy, um, how to write basically the way that I did. And we accepted about a thousand people into the program that year. And that was like our first massive success and, you know, easiest and most profitable offer, certainly until that point I'd ever made. And it's because I just, you know, I worked really hard and people, you know, noticed and got curious and they asked me for something. And if somebody asks you for something and you give it to them, of course, they're going to be happy and they're going to buy it. I mean, Danny, again, I just love the parallels that we've had throughout our careers, you in the blogging sphere, myself in the podcasting sphere, because when I came out, I did that busting of my hump and every single day of the week coming out with a new episode. And then I was getting requests because of the success of the podcast to be on other podcasts. So I was averaging seven interviews a week on other podcasts. So all of a sudden I was never named it, but I was a Freddy Krueger podcast because I was on every other podcast. I was doing my own podcast seven days a week. It was insane for a while. And that grew to where we just now launched Podcasters Paradise, that we have over 315 members and growing daily, over $100,000 in sales, all because of that initial work ethic to stand out, to grow that audience and to get noticed, and then to create a product and or service off of that. So if you could boil it down for Fire Nation, because there's so much goodness there, Danny, what would you say to somebody that's starting today that wants to follow either one of these models that we've both proven works? 
get to work. That's what I would say. Get to work. Try a bunch of stuff. And it takes time, it takes effort, do it. And then pay attention to which of those things seem to get you some traction and do a lot more of it. (laughs) Danny, what's your proudest moment? The context for this is that I'm a teacher in my personality. I really care about education. I care about seeing people learn, being able to do new things. Um, And in May of this year, we launched this massive project, massive experiment um, we called it the Business Ignition Boot Camp. It was this huge um, thing that we were giving back to the community. It was a six-week intensive live boot camp. We took on 200 people, and we did it for free. It was by application only. Like people, We had 1,000 people complete an application. This was like a, a, an hour-long essay application. Um, we took on 200 people. We worked with them intensively for six weeks. Between all of the costs, the labor, the foregone revenue, we spent like $130,000 doing this. Um, And it was this massive experiment in how much transformation can we create for people over as short a period of time as possible. Really leveraging everything we've learned about business, everything we've learned about education, instructional design, and so forth. And just over two weeks into the program, so it's a six-week program, three modules of two weeks each. The first module was about um, business model components, understanding the pieces of your business model. Um, And so at the very beginning of the second module, someone posted a question in the forum. She's like, you know, the new new module's coming up. I want to make sure I got the last one. Here's my situation. Um, I make custom handmade purses, leather purses. And I have to buy the leather for those purses in lots of 15 or something. I think it was 15. And so I make a purse and I've got all this leftover leather and I have to pay for it up front. Is that a gross margin model problem? And first of all, for someone who's never like really studied business before, that's a really sophisticated question to be asking. Yeah. But someone responded in the forum and she said, well, I've, I'm not, you know, I don't know anything about this stuff. I've never learned anything about business before, but it seems to me that it's really a working capital problem. And I think you should see if you can resell the leather or find different suppliers. And like MBA students would not necessarily be able to answer that question as well as this person who, you know, two weeks of training in our boot camp. That was, that's got to be my proudest moment of the year. That is powerful stuff, Danny, that you've created this forum where people can engage and help each other, even outside of your realm. You're not necessarily the go-between or the in-between of that engagement. Powerful, powerful stuff. And on that note, let's bring it to present times because, Danny, you are an incredibly hard worker. You always have something new and exciting going on. Share with Fire Nation one thing that you're super pumped about today. Well, I'm pumped about a lot of stuff. Um, I'm really excited that we're at a really exciting point with Firepole Marketing. We've just been growing like crazy. Um, you know, in terms of trajectory of growth, this stuff is public. I sh- I've shared it before, so it's it's not confidential. 2011, I think we did maybe ten, twenty thousand dollars of revenue with Firepole Marketing. So basically nothing. Um, but we worked really hard building those foundations. Right in 2012, we did over a quarter of a million dollars. Um, this year we're closing the year at close to three quarters of a million dollars. We're projecting a million and a half next year. We're, we're growing really fast. The team is exploding. I just hired, um, two people yesterday, literally like we're, we're up to nine people. Um, 
and I'm I'm really excited about everything that's in store about because as we grow, and you know, I, I talk about these dollar numbers, which it, the dollar numbers are exciting, but they're exciting as a benchmark for impact, right? It's not that we made all this money; it's that we created enough value for enough people to more than justify their investment of all that money with us. And because they've done that, we have the resources to do even more. And what I'm personally most excited about is it's kind of ironic because marketing isn't what I do best. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of good at it. I'm, I'm between average and good at it. Um, but what I'm really good at is the strategy side of business. What I'm really good at is the people development and organizational development side of business. And as we're growing, I get to spend more of more and more of my time on that. And, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm really excited about. I'm excited about what we're building as an organization and what we're able to do um, in terms of impact on the world. It's just, it's, it, it blows my mind. Well, Danny, thank you for sharing your inspiration. Thank you for being transparent with numbers because that's a trend that we are just loving here at Entrepreneur on Fire is those entrepreneurs who are out there who are sharing real numbers, who are sharing real expenses, who are talking about their team, how they put it together and the products and services that they are offering because that's how other entrepreneurs that are just starting can emulate emulate your successes, and then avoid your failures. That's the beauty of being transparent, so I commend you for that. Thank you. And Danny, we're going to take a minute now to thank our sponsors. You all know how much I love talking about my avatar, Jimmy, right? And also about niching down. You know the whole niche till it hurts speech by now? Well, today I've got a special treat for you because I'm going to share a niche that I think is a great one if you're interested in the mobile app creation. With mobile being incredibly popular these days, tons of businesses, both big and small, are looking for someone who can provide them with their own mobile app. So why not be that person who creates it for them? I know mobile apps are no piece of cake to create, but that's why I want to tell you about business apps. They've created several highly customizable themes that give you total brand control over the mobile app itself, meaning you could create a mobile app for any business, from restaurants to realtors. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com to start building your next app for free today. It's easy to see the benefits of having several graphic designers work on your design project versus just one. For example, let's say you go online in search of a single designer and you hire someone from a freelance website. This takes you about a week since you had to write the post ad, comb through submissions, and then select your guy or girl. Next, you go back and forth with them a couple times about your vision, what exactly you're looking for, if you know, in that design, and all that good stuff. Then, about a week later, if they aren't too busy, the designer comes back to you with a couple options. Trouble is, well, over two weeks have gone by and you don't like either of the designs. What if you could start your next design project today, have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. And Danny, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. I'll warn you though, I'm really bad at like, you know, what is the one single thing for XYZ? So I might have more than one answer for some of these. 
Great. Your first question is, what is one single answer for X, Y, Z? More Danny, research, learn more. What is holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? In my case, nothing, because like entrepreneur was my first thing. It was my default. Um, what I think it is for a lot of people, though, is that they're waiting for more information. And like we talked about before, you're dealing, this is a space where you're never going to have all the information. Um, a really good analogy for this that I like is that you know, whereas getting a job, having a career, it's kind of like getting on a train, right? You might have to like, you know, hustle a bit to buy the ticket. You might have to run to catch the train. But once you're on the train, you know, as long as you're kind of paying attention to what's going on, the train kind of chugs along from station to station. You know where you're going. You're on track. And for doing your own thing, it's totally different. It's a whole different metaphor. It's, it's imagine you're surfing, Right. There are no stations. There is no point of stability. Stability is in your confidence and your ability to handle the unpredictability that's going to come. And so you can't wait till you have all the information. You can't wait till you have that guidebook or rulebook or playbook because it doesn't exist. You've got to operate in that space of instability and you're going to make some mistakes. But, you know, that's, that's how the game is played. And you've got to have that courage that sometimes at the end of the day, you know, it's been an awful day. You feel like you've achieved nothing, but you say, you know what, I'll try again tomorrow. Wow. Love those analogies, Danny. What's the best advice you've ever received? Instead of looking for like sound bites, which are great, they're a great way to kind of hang your hat on and remember key things you've learned, but really immerse yourself in whatever you're learning, whatever you're doing. You know, we're talking about business. Read a ton of books, listen to a ton of podcasts like this one, do a lot of stuff, try stuff, fail. The best business advice I can, I've received and I can give someone is a business is complicated. It's a real thing. You don't, become an expert in something real like you know if you, you can learn to to boil an egg in a day but you don't become a chef overnight you can learn how to throw a punch in a day you don't become you know a karate master in in a month business is the same kind of thing and it's worth putting in that time to achieve some real competence and mastery danny can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success um, i could share a lot of my personal habits but like everyone, I'm a little different. I'm a little quirky. Um, the reason my personal habits work, like for example, you know, if there's, um, I use my inbox as a to-do list. Um, if I want to get something done, I've got tons of little post-it notes that I'll write things down on and stick on my desk. But the reason those work, and you know, I'll, I'll throw them away um, once I've done it. The reason that works is that like I'm very, very mildly obsessive compulsive, not enough to be diagnosed, but like, you know, everything's nice and neat and, and stuff. So I want to clear my desk. I want to get rid of this stuff. I want to empty my inbox. My hacks, my habits, they work because of the quirks of my personality. And so what I would recommend is kind of pay attention. Don't try to copy somebody else's habits, but be very aware of how do you process things? How do you handle things? What are your quirks and how can you craft practices and habits around them that are going to work. You know, it's like if, if you're not a morning person, then trying to wake up in the morning and write, it's, it's not going to work. Can you recommend an internet resource that you enjoy? I will recommend two and one non-internet resource that's just too good to, to not share. Um, the internet resources are uh, both Gmail plugins or, or extensions. One is called Boomerang. 
And what it'll, I think it, it, they have a free version, like the full version is like five bucks a month or something. So it's basically free. Um, and what it allows you to do, you can do a lot of things. You can schedule emails for later and stuff. But what I love is that when you're replying to an email or writing an email next to the send button, it'll add a send later button. So instead of sending that reply right away, you can say, send this in two hours, send this in four hours. And you know how you send someone an email and like they email you back in two minutes and you reply because I want to get out of my inbox and they reply right back and they're turning your email client into, into a chat program, basically. By putting it off by just a couple hours, they everyone still gets a very fast response, but it so dramatically cuts down the amount of time you spend on email. Like since I started doing this, I saved like an hour a day. Brilliant. The second tool is called Reportive. And what it'll do, it's another free extension. Um, it'll take on your Gmail screen. On the right, you've got the ads. It'll strip out the ads. Instead of the ads, it'll put in information that it pulls from all of the, the social networks of the person you're emailing. So their LinkedIn picture and, and title, their Facebook updates, their Twitter updates. You can configure it to work with cloud and other stuff. So you kind of have a picture, a snapshot of who it is that you're dealing with. And an actual picture. Yeah, and an actual picture. So like you can visualize who is this. And the offline resource, and this is just too awesome. Um, everyone has this where, you know, you've got this great idea in the shower. Um, and it used to drive me nuts because I'm like, you know, trying to focus and repeating it in my head until I can like get out and write it down. Um, if you go to myaquanotes.com, there's waterproof notes you can stick in the shower with a waterproof pencil. And it's just changed my life. MyAquanotes.com. Love it. That's brilliant. I have those moments all the time and I just keep screaming them out loud and hopefully Kate hears them and writes them down or something. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to love it. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Danny Eaney. Danny, if you could recommend a book for our listeners, what would it be? If they're just thinking about starting something, then I'd recommend The Monk and the Riddle. If they're already doing something and kind of want to get smarter at business, then Getting to Plan B. And they're both by Randy Commissar, who has um, got to be one of the smartest, um, definitely one of the people I respect the most in the business world. And uh, I'm honored to say he's one of my co-authors in Engagement from Scratch. Wow, love that. So Fire Nation, if you haven't already, because I know you love audio, you can go to eofirebook.com and check out if either of these books are available. That's eofirebook.com and snag one for free. So Danny, this is the last question, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars what would you do in the next seven days what i would do is um nothing online because online stuff takes longer i would research and find every like business networking group meeting happening in my area i would go to all of them and here's what I would do there. This is important. I'm not handing out, I wouldn't print out business cards, but you know, I'm not handing out business cards. I'm not telling people about what I do. I want to meet and get to know everyone. I want to hear about who they are, hear about what they do, 
And anyone who sounds like they're interesting, they're doing something cool, they're an interesting person, they're a person that I would respect, I say, I would love to take you out for coffee and hear more about what you're doing and what I might be able to do to help or who I could introduce you to. And I would spend those $500 on getting into those rooms and taking all these people out for coffee. And when I take them out for coffee, I just want to hear about what they're doing and listen and suggest things and see who I can introduce them to because, you know, by doing this, I'll suddenly know a lot of people. And after you listen to someone, after you help them, they're going to say, and what do you do? And if they're genuinely interested and I see a genuine fit, which I will with some of them, I'll explain and that's going to lead to at least the next $500. Wow. Well, Danny, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey and you said it so eloquently. Let's end strong by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, well, I'm everywhere. They call me the Freddy Krueger of blogging for a reason. <laughs> but uh, um, go to firepolemarketing.com. Um, that's fire, P-O-L-E, not P-O-L-L, uh, marketing.com. Just check out what we're doing. There's a ton of stuff there. And we're really big on engagement. We're really big on connection. I would love to hear from anyone who's listening to this. If there's anything I can do to help you, if there's any question I can answer, it's Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, at firepullmarketing.com. Um, I answer all of my emails within 24 hours, and uh, I would love to hear from you and help you in any way that I can. So, Danny, give us one parting piece of guidance. Keep on keeping on. Um, they say that uh, every overnight success is 10 years in the making, and it doesn't have to take 10 years, but... If what you try today doesn't work as well as you want today, that's okay. There's always tomorrow. Just keep on keeping on. Love that. And let's not forget about the Firepole podcast. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Check us out on it. It's new, so I, it's not in my like you know top of mind yet. <laughs> um, check out Connect, Engage, Inspire on iTunes. <laughs> you know me being a podcaster. I'm not going to let that slip by, Danny, because I'm so psyched and I'm so proud to welcome you to the podcasting community. And Danny, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've talked about today by going to eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Danny in the search bar and your show notes page will pop right up. And Danny, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for having me. Bye everyone. Fire Nation, I'm excited to announce our first ever exclusive email series, The Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. When you sign up for The Fire Path series, you'll receive an in-depth email once a week that covers an integral step you need to take when starting and growing your business. All of our business advice is packaged up for your benefit. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.